Welcome back to the Skeleton Crew's A Nightmare on Elm Street Retrospective. It's time to relive the nightmares with your hosts, Jamie Jenkins, Dave Z, Michael J, and Alex Edwards. Get ready for an in-depth look into the movies that haunted your dreams since 1984. So put down that coffee and toss that bottle of Hypnosil. <laughs> if you think you'll get out of this retrospective alive, you must be dreaming. <laughs> What's up, guys? It is the Skeleton Crew, and we are back. This is our Nightmare on Elm Street retrospective, where we go through every single Nightmare on Elm Street movie for June and July this summer. That's what we're doing this summer, guys. So this is Alex, and uh, something's trying to get inside my body, and I'm here trying to get some sleep with Jamie Jenkins. What's up, Jamie? Screw sleep! Yes, yes, sleep will kill you. Now it's time to sit down with my main man, Dave Z. What's up, Dave? Well, fuck you, Will! Fuck you! You sit down! Yeah. Alright, I'll sit down, sure. And last but not least, it's slumber party time with Michael J. How's this for a wet dream? Well, those are the only ones I remember, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so we're excited here, guys. It is the eight weeks of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Like I said, for all of June and July, we are going to release one show a week for eight straight weeks for eight movies. A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Survivors of undead serial killer Freddy Krueger, who stalks his victims in their dreams, learn to take control of their own dreams in order to fight back. It's 1987. Do you know where Freddy is? There's no waking up from this nightmare. A Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 3, Dream Warriors. First Friday, February 27th at a theater near you. Consult local listings. Welcome to prime time, bitch. You are all my children now. Alright guys, tonight we're talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. This was made in 1987. This movie stars uh, the return of Nancy Thompson, played by Heather Lankenkamp. Bill Maher plays Neil Gordon. 
<laughs> no, it's kidding. That's not Bill Maher, guys. You're probably all confused. It's actually uh, a poor man's Bill Maher called Greg Wasson. And uh, I will give you um, $500 now if you can tell me another movie that he was in. Body Double. God damn it. Um, not just not just that one, but another one. He's in um, <laughs> just that X-ray. One. Wait, not, this must be real hard. Is it called X-ray? What the hell is it called? So Jamie gets fucked? No? I don't you know what it is. Because she guessed it. You gotta get it. Shit. Yeah, does she get the money? Mike, are you thinking of Jennifer <laughs> Rubin, who plays Taryn? She was in... Uh... Bad Dreams. Yeah, she was in yeah, that, but, but she was she, also in the... She was uh, no. also in The Crush. Right. Yes. She was also in that... Um... <laughs> no, but that, that, that Greg, whatever the fuck his name is, was in the other movie that's a double feature with Bad Dreams that... Oh, Schizoid? That's it. Yeah, yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah. Or Hospital Mass... I'm getting confused because fucking X-ray. Films is putting it out as X-ray. X-ray. Yes. Yep. And I got it on Blu-ray. Yeah, I know. Fucking yes. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm, gl- I'm glad you're happy for me. <laughs> and then, and then you got Robert England as Freddy Krueger. Uh, guys, he's in every movie. If you didn't know that, except for the remake. And Ken Sago says Kincaid, man. Kincaid. Yeah, Kincaid's the best. Rodney Eastman is Joey. He doesn't shut the fuck up for one second in this movie. <laughs> Bradley Gregg is Philip. He's the guy, the puppeteer guy, and he was also in Stand By Me. He was Eyeball. Yeah, isn't that something? What? Yeah. I didn't yeah. Wow. I know he didn't mean to insult my friend. Yeah, it's him. <laughs> I used to have a crush on Eyeball when I was a kid. I can see that. I wonder if they called him Eyeball because the guy put a cigarette to his eye, and it's all melted on the eyelid. Yes. Ira Heaton, uh, who was a dork in 1987 and continues to be one now, is uh, Will, the Wizard Master. <laughs> ah. I wonder if he's really a gimp. <laughs> no, I don't think he is because he stood he up stood in the up movie. In the movie. <laughs> the oh, oh, oh that's right. <laughs> well, no, they could have harnessed him and, you know. <laughs> he could have been the puppet. Wouldn't it be easier to go hire a guy who could walk? <laughs> well, no, you got to make it challenging. I love that. Uh, um, Lawrence Fishburne is Max. Does anyone else think Lawrence Fishburne's face has gotten like huge over the years? Like it just continues to grow. Yeah, his whole <laughs> his, head. His face is just enormous. <laughs> his face is growing around his skull. He looked like a normal guy back then, and now it's just like his jaw is like I don't know. It's like a lantern jaw, but on steroids. <laughs> you see him on Hannibal? Yeah. And the big star of this movie, and I don't know why, I don't know, is there something wrong with me? I just don't get this, what the big deal is. Everyone mentions it like it's a huge deal. Patricia Arquette is Kristen Parker. I don't understand why that's a big deal. Am I not, like, savvy on because why Because of she, who she is and... Who is, who is she? She's an Arquette, first and foremost. She's an Arquette. So? Yeah. What does that mean? She's and related she's to Dewey, for Christ's sake. Nobody cares, <laughs> nobody even cares about Dewey. Yeah, but that's not the only one. The entire art, you've got Alexis Arquette and... Don't know her. Alexis is a he. Um, Rosanna Arquette. Um, (laughs) You don't know Rosanna Arquette? Rosanna Arquette, no. You're shocked, Alex. Rosanna was written about her. Yo, yeah, she was in that movie with um, Madonna. Yes, Desperately Seeking Susan. That's when I got the hots for her. Her and Madonna are both hot in that movie. Like, I'm looking at Patricia Arquette's thing. She was in Medium, I never heard of. Boyhood, never heard of. True Romance, that was good. Uh, And Ed Wood. Didn't she just win an award? Didn't she just win Best Actress in some shit? Yeah, because she's on uh, CSI Cyber now. That's the answer. But she won for Boyhood. So it's a big deal because she went on to have a real career. Kind well, of. Because she's an Arquette. 
What does that mean? No, why does what does that mean? They're anything? a big acting it's an family. It's, like their whole family is just full of actors. Yeah, that's the whole. That's why. Okay. It's yep. like Hollywood royalty in a way. Because I was gonna say, I didn't think her performance was super amazing, but no, no she her was performance a performance was great. <clears throat> it was it was good. It was fine. It. This movie takes place primarily in Weston Hills. That is a uh, mental institution. So this movie starts off with a really cool little opener. Patricia Arquette, the legend herself, is building a house out of popsicle sticks or something like that. And it's uh, the, the Freddy... Well, it's, I guess it's just Nancy's house. Uh, we never really established why it's a big deal, that house. It just happens right. to be... <laughs> it just happens to be where Nancy lived. And they, they continue that fucking throughout the whole rest of the series. And we'll get to when we get to part four. I have a little. I'll have a little bit of a tirade about it. Why is Nancy's house the basis for where you go for your drink? I don't understand. Like we established, her mom and dad, yes, had something to do with it. But at the whole point is that the whole entire, all the parents had something to do with Freddie, uh, you know, getting torched to death. So what's what's this house about? I don't know. It should be the boiler room. That's what it should be. Right. Don't yeah. you think that should be the significance of Freddie? That. Yeah, every dream should just be in the boiler room, right? But, well, yeah, but I mean, that, instead of 1428 Elm Street being everything, it should be the boiler room in its place. Well, That's where wait. he did all his evil deeds. 1428 became the doorway to the boiler room, though. What is this, fucking poltergeist? <laughs> it, exactly. Well, 1428 is the, is the doorway to the boiler room, exactly. Okay. Well, I like it, uh, regardless of the fact that it doesn't make any sense in real in any real way. Like, uh, I like that house, and I like the imagery, and the way it reoccurs. I think it's cool. Kristen has a dream where she's, you know, in that house and all this stuff, and she sees this little girl on the front steps. She, she goes, hi, what's your name? She's like, Kristen, and she goes, what's your name? And the kid's like, <laughs> and just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> yep, like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you told me yours. I ain't telling you shit, bitch. Uh, so, you know, it's a pretty little cool elaborate dream. And what ends up happening is the faucet handles come to life and become hands in the dream. Grab her and slash her wrists. You know, this is something we could discuss because we talked about the parallel of what's going on in real life as opposed to what's going on in the dream. Here's where it's weird again, because normally, Freddy could just, and, you know, normally, barring part two, of course, which absolutely had nothing to do with anything, because everybody was awake. In part one, whatever Freddy did to you just showed up on your body, because Freddy did it. Now, Freddy cuts your wrists, and to make this happen in real life, you have to cut your wrist. Which is strange. Like, I don't understand. It was just to make it look because they put the razor blade in her hand. So that was all just to fool the mother, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But that's the reason because if the mother just would have walked in and she has two slit wrists and no no razor blade, then everything goes out the window. Then she's like, what the fuck is this? Then she 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 may believe in Freddie. But I guess, you know, in order in order to sustain the, you know, the parental roles throughout the series they never believed the children so but it doesn't make a lot of sense you're right yeah like why wasn't she just in bed <laughs> like why was she in the bathroom where it took place you know and they made her sleepwalk to the sink she she was having that crazy dream which was awesome and then she gets up and we believe that she's really waking up from the dream and she goes to the sink 
and then it happens. So in essence, they, they punk us. It's kind of cool, you know? It's sleepwalking. But that's what's good about this movie is that these are real dreams now. You know, instead of every dream being where they're at, like in part one, in the house or in the boiler room, maybe. Now, dreams, they're, really, they're like the dreams we really have. They're elaborate. They can be anywhere. And things, different things could happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. but yeah, it was strange. I, I, I hear you. Yeah. So she has this big outburst. You know, she goes to the mental institution, Weston Hills, and she's like, get away, get away. She starts slashing up the uh, people who work there. It was really funny because Nancy gets reintroduced to this uh, movie and it's funny because she hooks up with Bill Maher and they start working together with this lady who obviously has to be the one who just doesn't get it and stuff this older lady are they having like some kind of romance or some shit like that because how many times do you take your co-worker out to eat or have dinner a late night candle fucking lit dinner and they're out at her yeah like that is exactly what it feels like it feels like they were romantic or they he was they were romantic interested and but it didn't really flesh out there wasn't there's not really time for that to flesh out in this film there's there's so much other stuff going on seems like a useless sort of side plot but that's exactly what it felt like (laughs) you know what when you said go ahead mike i'm sorry no i was gonna say you know what jamie it seems like she was more into him than she was into glenn in the first one yeah well i definitely believe them as a couple more than i would believe her and glenn (laughs) yeah this is true. But you know what, Alex? When, when when you said that they're having a romance, I thought you were talking about Bill Maher and the older lady. <laughs> oh. I did, too, at first. And I was like, wait a minute, what? I don't remember that. And then, right? and then, and then it hit me. I yeah. even said, I said, what? I don't know if it recorded. I heard you. <laughs> yeah, they even got, even at the funeral, they got their arms around each other. They have 20 fucking dinners. Like, holy shit. The older lady. I don't know if you guys ever saw Follow That Bird, but she yes. looked like the human version of Miss Finch. From following that bird. <laughs> How about Wes Craven? Wes Craven's in on this. You know, he wrote the story, and he um, wrote the screenplay. Apparently, what? Because I thought it was totally cut out. Like, didn't they say in that documentary that he wrote this movie, and then it was just all over the place, and it was very dark, and he had Freddie saying, "Come here, you cunt," and Kincaid. I- Kincaid, I want your asshole. <laughs> they didn't completely get rid of everything he did. It was they just brought in what I got from it anyway was that they brought in other elements and like four people are credited with writing this uh, according or at least what it looked like when I was watching the doc. Yeah, Darabont was one of them. But yeah, they used parts of two different scripts or something like that. I don't know. I don't. It seems like the ones that are the most highest regarded are are one three and New Nightmare primarily. And they're all the ones that Craven had his mark on. So True. those are the ones I really like. So what do you guys think of how they, the world and mythology they built around? Like, what do you think of the expansion of part one? I mean, this is a weird movie because it's <clears throat> perfect in a way when it comes to that, those elements. Uh, bringing back the characters, they did that perfectly. Like, you know, in, you know... Friday too. Alice was just brought back to putz around her apartment and be killed for some reason. I don't even know what the point was. And you know, you bring back other reoccurring characters like Jamie Lee Curtis was brought back in Halloween to uh, sleep and crawl through a hallway. And then in this one, Nancy is brought back with a gigantic purpose, 
and it's much better acting. Oh, much. Uh, she must have been like, what was I? And it's funny because she actually to this day says her performance in Nightmare One is her favorite. <laughs> she must be just pandering <laughs> oh. to the fans, man. There's no way she believes that. <clears throat> they brought her back with a purpose. It really feeds into the element that the parents don't believe the kids. And she's there as a um, – she's sort of like the adult who believes in the kids. And she's been through it so they can relate to her. And we, as an audience, relate because we know she's been through it. She's our inner voices in, in ways and stuff like that. And then they expand on the dreams, how all the other kids are dreaming the same thing this time, just like part one. But – Here's the weird thing. How do they all end up in the same Weston Hills? Like, what, everyone who dreams about Freddy Krueger goes to the same psych ward? Well, why not? It's probably not that big of an area, Springwood. There's only so many psych wards around. Think if, if, If I went to a psych ward near me, I can't even tell you what it is because you never hear what, what they're called. So I bet I would, I think Brylin, I think, is the one near me. So I think anyone within like a 100-mile radius, they, they kind of go to the same spot. That I could buy. Because there's, it isn't like you get a psych ward every other block. They're not like fucking um, quick cares or something. But is there a nightmare wing? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was. And she showed it to us. Uh, Mary showed it to us. That's right. Sister Mary Ellen. <laughs> Mary Ellen showed it to us, which is, I think is kind of funny. I love that origin story. Yes. By the way, I, I absolutely love it. I really love this whole film. This, to be perfectly honest this is my absolute favorite of the nightmare series i think it's practically perfect there are some silly things like if i look at jennifer rubin now when she's like beautiful and bad <laughs> it makes oh, me giggle God. it makes me giggle yeah. um but i really like the amount of of care that went into crafting this story i think that they and like you were talking about with expanding on the original universe and everything and bringing nancy back with a solid meaty role they didn't bring her back just to have her in the background they brought her back and actually gave her a purpose uh, which is something that you see that you rarely see uh, when they bring back characters which you mentioned and i think you're absolutely right about that um anyway i i love this one and i i also love that we get the background story which i think is a really fun one you know even though it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because technically he would only be the bastard son of one maniac. Yeah, I was gonna say because I mean you can be raped hundreds of times, but only one of them is gonna hit the hit the buzzer, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but still, it uh, it sounds cool and creepy. It yeah, it sounds great. Like a hundred maniacs raped you, and then you get Freddy out of it. But it's cool, sound. Yeah, the logic is that only one sperm, right, can actually penetrate an egg. Maybe some maybe crazy sperm is different from normal sperm. Well, you would know, is it, Mike? Exactly. I think it is. <laughs> it just runs around going. Bah! Exactly. Bah! 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 And, and and mine just have little canes too that click around with it. Does your sperm have canes, <laughs> or can it wiggle itself? No, I don't think it can. I think that you know, it just like clicks all around, and then that's why you know. I will probably never get a woman pregnant because they don't know where yeah, they're going. Yeah, gimpy sperm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it would take him three weeks to hit the egg, and by then she'll yeah. have her period. They keep falling down. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and see, and, and crashing um, into the walls. Well, there's somebody by the name of Darnell. <laughs> they probably have like super, you know, wheelchair, like electric wheelchair sperm that just zoom right up there. So <laughs> the only problem is he'll never get to, you know, lay them anywhere. So <laughs> yeah, what girl would fuck him? That's the problem. I can see your sperm, Mike. I, I'm just picturing this right now, like mm-hmm. a ta- like a tablespoon of your sperm. Every one of them stalled because they were they're stopped and they're laughing and they're mm-hmm. they're completely confused <laughs> and they're like. <laughs> 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 they can't get where they're going because That's they're laughing it. so hard. And then they go, I gotta go, and they all take off. <laughs> I gotta go, go somewhere away. else. Yeah. Well, no, that happens, you know, because they're going around for like weeks and weeks and weeks. The period starts and the rush of blood starts coming down, and it's like uh, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. We're like, gotta go. <laughs> Mike Sperm, gotta go. Sorry. No kid. <laughs> yeah, to I me, mean, it's a great expansion. And what I like about it also is they introduce uh, what, what becomes a legendary drug in horror, uh, Hypnosil. It's funny because, god damn, this guy. Dude, have some, like, uh, a girl drops her purse and shit rolls out of it. You pick it up and read the goddamn label. Well, he's a doctor. What's he supposed to do? <laughs> Dude, it's just like, so what an invasion of privacy. And then have the balls to mention it to her. <laughs> to do one is one thing, but then to actually admit to it and out yourself? Oh, fuck. I saw that crab's <laughs> medication in your purse, so uh, <laughs> are we good? I just think that was politically incorrect of him to uh, do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it was weird. What do you think about like when they were talking and they were like, building the mythology of everything around uh, this whole thing. Like, how about when he told his story about the one kid who was so afraid to go to sleep that he cut his eyelids off of the razor blade? Oh, <laughs> that's sick. You know, when I was a kid, I wanted to try that. But I realized they wouldn't grow back. Fucking feed you a whole bottle of sleeping pills and then cut off your eyelids. Who said that? Ah, uh, fucking, it's from the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, yeah? How about when they keep saying only straight talk in this room? Oh, oh it's great. Yeah. Straight talk. Well, that's because right. a part two was so gay friendly. They wanted to go out of the way to make sure this was straight talk. Yeah. Either that or Dolly Parton was going to be in it. <laughs> hey, guys, no uh, Judy Garland or uh, fucking. <laughs> yeah. Nobody sneaking down to the nightmare wing to uh, see Jesse, please. Thank you. Jesse. Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where. Um, that's where he got it? Yeah, Breaking <laughs> Bad got that from him. Jesse! Jesse! Yes. Go on, Jesse, try it on for size. <laughs> <laughs> they should have made a play on that. You know Cook what? the meth, Jesse. <laughs> and what about when the kid was playing that fucking wizard game, the board game? Did that not look like the most boring thing to ever do with your life? Yo, it's D&D. A bunch of fucking strange people were doing it at the time. Hey! I strange. did it now! You're not a strange person? I didn't say geek or loser or anything. I, I, I know. Censored. I I know. You censored yourself with it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we actually, and but we do actually play well when we can, like every other weekend. You're a really strange poison. <laughs> <laughs> I have to bring something up about that game, which is really fucked up about this movie. They're playing that game, right? And remember, the wizard kid, I forget his name. I'm going to, he's the one. It's okay. Up. Don't worry about it. We'll call him Mr. Wizard. <laughs> Mr. I think it's actually Wizard's. Will. <laughs> 
Mr. Yeah, Wizard. I think it is yeah, Will. Yeah. It is Will. Okay. Will says, remember when they're playing the game and, and they roll the dice? Jennifer Rubin's character, what's her name? Whatever her name is. Taryn. Yeah. Yes. So Taryn does her thing, and then he says to the girl, um, by the power of whatever, by the power of Grayskull. No, by <laughs> the power of the elves to let them pass through a bridge or some shit. Right. Okay. The point is this. He makes her say it. He's like, no, you have to say it. You can't just fucking, you know, I read it, but you have to say it for the game to be official. That's all well good. Hold on. That's all well and good, but who's the other guy that he's playing it with? The, the guy who doesn't talk. Yes, Joey. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the makes mute. no fucking sense. <laughs> so what, Joey gets a pass? He doesn't have to say nothing the whole game. No, he does, he does sign, and I can't... It's a shame we don't have video, or you see the, the motions that I'm doing here to, like, imitate... <laughs> I love this movie, but I wa- I watched it this time because you know because when you you know you do the review you take your notes and you do your thing. You, I notice things for the first time because I'm it's, it's for review. So I, there's a lot of funny things in this movie I never noticed, and I'm gonna be a little critical of them. Doesn't affect my love for the movie, but you know I definitely have to bring them up. Well, because... if it's funny, then that's what we want to hear. Right. <laughs> this is an entertainment show, not a fucking uh, learn anything show. <laughs> right. Not Mr. Wizard. As we have proven time and time again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it just for the fact that I said learn anything show instead of educational? You could tell we don't learn anything. <laughs> exactly. We're not very learned. Right, we're about as dumb as you get. <laughs> as dumb as they come. Uh, so how about when Nancy talks about how her mother died in her sleep? Is that a reference to her sinking into the bed? That's what I always took it as. See, I thought we talked. I thought that was a dream. So maybe she really did die in her sleep, like after the fact. I kind of thought it was, it was after the fact. You know what? Well, if you watch the the doc, which I think is interesting, night a uh, nightmare. A uh, Freddy, oh, fucking Freddy. What's his name? God damn it, Robert England. Robert England. See, this is a learn something show. Robert England's theory of the original nightmare is that the entire thing is a precognitive dream that that Nancy has. And so that the and he believes that the entire thing from the very beginning is all her dream and it's a dream warning her about what's going to take place and that the the movie doesn't actually start until the very end of the film. And that's how he takes it, which I think is really interesting. Sort of close to what we were talking about when we talked about the movie about how like pretty much the last huge chunk of it is all a dream. But then I think that his version of that is, is kind of cool, too. But anyway, um, that, so if all of that, if that were true, if all of that were was a dream and it was Nancy's dream, I mean, none of that happened. But even if what we say was true and that all the parts that we say were a dream, then none of that happened. So it had to be sometime after. What the fuck did we bother watching this for? No. <laughs> it's just a setup story. If either of those theories is true, then it would have to be sometime after that that, his, that her mother got killed. Like sometime after the first movie. Now I could buy that, but I never, until the discussion we had about part one, I always just assumed she was speaking of that scene and that scene actu- actually happened. But since I've been enlightened from our last discussion on it, um, and we said, you know, what we did about it being a dream, it's changed. So I guess it does make sense. Well, maybe enlightened. I, it, it just, it, it's really just a theory. One that Wes Craven has never spoken to uh, that I've seen. So, and Nancy even said, Nancy, God damn it. Heather Langenkamp even says that while they were making the first one, she's like, you know, this doesn't make any sense. And he's like, ah, it's a dream. 
you know. <laughs> Uh, so what would you know? They they came up with that song, "One, two, Freddy's coming for you," and all that shit. Kirsten, Kristen, whatever, sings it. Nancy finishes it, so she knows. Oh my god! So I'm not going to kill you too, along with the rest of these guys who I'm slashing up. But what exactly was Kincaid singing when he was in that quiet room? <laughs> he made, he made up his own fucked up version of this song. I, like, I don't know what it no, was. No, he made his own, own own fucked up version of um. He was singing, ain't gonna dream no more, no more. Ain't gonna dream no more. Yeah. All night long I sing the song, ain't gonna... There, well, there's a song that I used to be... When I was a, a little boy, my mother used to sing me a song, and it was, ain't gonna rain no more, no more. Ain't gonna rain no more. How in the heck can I wash my neck if it ain't gonna rain no more? Oh, my so, God. That And I totally forgot about that song, and... I, I, when I watched the movie, I thought the same thing you did. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the play on that song. I don't know. Does anybody else know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Thank you, James. Once again. <laughs> but we're, you know, we're like the same age, so. Right, right. You're, you're both 40? No, we're yeah. both 57. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Freddy's humor is implemented into this movie. And I got to say, I did. I kept careful tabs on it because I really want to get to the bottom of tone changes and horror that we talked about and did this movie implement comedy in the perfect way or was it already too much and they just made it way too much from here on in and I have an answer perfect that's my answer the answer is perfect yes do you know why do I know well it's because (laughs) the one liners they were not playing to the audience. It was literally Freddy's cruel jabs at the characters themselves. You know, it was just sar- sarcasm, cruelty, and personal jabs. It had nothing to do with... To, to go where this goes beyond from here is just insane. Like, he's not making a Jaws reference, let's just say. In the <laughs> fucking ocean for horror fans. Oh, that was brilliant. He is just talking to the people themselves. Is it really funny? Is it really a joke or a one-liner to say, I said, where's the fucking bourbon? <laughs> you know? And he <laughs> gra- like, That's just Freddy getting angry and, and fucking with uh, Kristen's head watching this happen. Uh, no pun intended, because he brings the mom's head out, but... <laughs> it's seamless. It's perfect. It's... To me, it's no more crazy than him holding up his fingers and chopping his fingers off and watching the green shit come out. That was great, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just as sort of, uh, but he's just more vocal at this point. It's still dark. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he's still scary. Yeah, I agree. He I don't think talk. he has become a joke yet. No. Point. I took notes. I was <laughs> half an hour in. And I wanted to see. I did the same thing you did, Alex. I wanted to. I was trying to weigh out the comedy. And half an hour in, Freddy Krueger hasn't said a word, and we've already seen him in a couple of dream sequences. All he's done is laugh a little bit, dark laugh. You know what I mean? And chase people. Nothing. It took him forty minutes into this movie to speak. Wow. Forty fucking minutes. Now we'll we'll see what happens when we get to the next movies. <laughs> How quick it takes and what comes out of his mouth. It's probably over right away. You know. It's a boy. <laughs> Five minutes in. <laughs> Five minutes in, it's a boy. But uh, and one more thing before we get specific, also, you know, just some overviews. Uh, the special effects. Oh my god, 
so far beyond what was going on. I mean, this, you know, it's so funny because I was thinking, I remember when I was younger and watching these and, you know, I went through all of them for whatever reason. And the only thing I was halfway jealous about was that my favorite franchise doesn't have all this glitzy, glamour special effects. And I'm like, man, all, my my shit is just people running around through the woods and in houses talking to each other and outside talking to each other by lakes and shit. Like, mm-hmm. this is so much. Like, this is so crazy. It's just, like, so, so much effort and detail and such great execution. It's just like, ugh. It, it kind of made me jealous that my favorite franchise didn't have all that. That's why the new blood did what they did when they did it. You think? Of course, it was at that time, 87, 88. Granted, it wasn't fucking, they weren't reinventing the wheel by having a fucking telekinesis girl. They did do something in that manner, and I, I attribute that to Freddy. So that was the answer to Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, I mean, there's, there's only so much you can do on a Friday the 13th to make anything supernatural, unless you want to go fucking Jason Goes to Hell, and then, then you really shit the bed. Yeah, well, I guess they did do a little there, um, and that was bad. Kristen's having these dreams about 1428 Elm Street. You know, this is, like, not a good thing. She's clearly tortured by the idea. Why is she continuously building houses out of popsicle sticks and drawing pictures of this house? I mean, what is... Why would you want to just, like, see that... Draw it and look at it? I mean, like, what is the point of this? Maybe it's catharsis. She dreams about it every night. (laughs) It's uh, cleansing, you know, purging. So if you keep ending up in a house in a dream and it's a nightmare, if you build it... They will come. come. (laughs) 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 Okay, well, you know, one of the dreams uh, early on after Nancy shows up, you know, Kristen's in this dream, and Freddy, giant penis Freddy, the gigantic (laughs) snake... Awesome. Comes in and gives her a rock bottom. <laughs> oh, that was great. I love that. It was more like a jackknife power bomb, but I'll take a rock bottom. Yeah, right. A jackknife. And uh, she calls Nancy into her dream, and Nancy, like, hears it, gets up, and then f- gets tired. So she literally, it's funny because later on in the movie, they all had to fall asleep in order for them to be together, but in the beginning, all you had to do was call somebody or want them, and they would just pass out and just fall asleep. No, no, she was already asleep. She fell asleep because they showed her. Nancy, oh, Nancy was asleep, then got up, and then fell back into the chair, but she was sleeping when she got up? Yeah, for some reason they showed her, like, looking at papers. Like, she went to Kristen's room because her mother was being a cunt. So she said, I'll go up there and do this shit instead since you don't want to help your kid. And then she went upstairs. And then th- we see her. And then she's like, I-, I-, I know she's looking at papers. And I want to believe that she's, like, showing signs of being tired, rubbing her eyes or something. If I'm wrong, I, I apologize. But I remember looking at it and, you know, trying to watch it with a critical eye and thinking, okay, well, she's tired. And then, then she falls back and gets sucked in. So I want to say that they were both asleep, and well, we know Kristen was for sure, but I think Nancy was at least halfway there. Yeah, okay. So the next guy to fall asleep is Eyeball (laughs) from Stand By Me, uh, Phil. And I love this sequence because don't you love how 
Freddy's a puppet first on the strings, and then his head forms. And I like how he's already like smiling. Like <laughs> he already has an emotion about what's going on. <laughs> yes. He's happy about this. <laughs> it's like so funny that he just cuts himself down. He's walking yeah. around. But I don't know the effect of him growing in front of the bed. I didn't think that was that good. It was kind of weird. It looked like a special effect. Instead of being like a true to life special effect, if that makes sense. Yeah, for the time, it was the best they can do, I guess. It was just, they took an image and they made it bigger. It was as basic as you can get. Would it have been cooler if it was still the puppet and it just grew and it was a giant Freddy puppet, then he turned to real person or something? I just wish it would have stayed as like the Moon Man looking thing. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, why did he have to become normal anyway you're right they could have kept him clay because look yeah. at the way fucking when he was the freddy snake that was uh i, I don't want to say it was claymation for certain but it was some type of you know what i mean it, it was special effects practical effects they could have done that i, I wish they would have too you're 100 percent right yeah it would have been cooler it's like they copped out just by oh let's make him normal now yeah we've done enough already <laughs> Have a nice stroll, ass. asshole. Mm. I fucking love that. I say that line to this day. Mm. I say it to my wife sometimes, like if, oh. if we're watching a movie or something. Yeah, as a joke. Like, like if she gets up and walks out of the room when I'm not expecting her to, and then I, you know, if we're watching something and then she gets up to answer the phone, I'll say it. Have a nice stroll, asshole. You know, because I'm pissed off she got up. I've been saying that line for years. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Wait, Phil's walking down the hallway. Now, how the hell does he go through the door? That never opens. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, a dream. That's yep. why. That's no. why. I was no, but it's but it's it. You're absolutely right, Alex. That's in real life. He just sort of whooshes him right through. Yep. He's yep. in real. He is dreaming. Yes, but in real life, he has to go through that door in order to get where he ends up. Yep. And then after it happens, the woman even says, "From now on, everything's going to be on lockdown at certain times, and the the this this thing's going to be locked." And I'm thinking, well, asshole, that. You already tried that. It obviously doesn't work. Asshole. Hey, asshole. <laughs> I don't understand. Why did they make that choice? Because if you're paralleling again, which is the weird thing with these movies, it, you know, they always pick and choose if they're going to do this. It's so weird. Why don't people just lay in bed sleeping? <laughs> like, why do they always mimic what the fuck is going on? Because it doesn't make any sense. They're trying to they're trying to emphasize the magnitude of fucking Freddy's power to get into the real world. They did that obviously with intent to say, oh, look it. He can even make him go through a door that's fucking really here. Yeah, but you can't. Right, but you can. That's why we're discussing it. Yeah, but, yeah. But here's the thing. It's like, because, you know, they do establish he's a sleepwalker. And even Kincaid saying, come on, man, go to sleep. All right, have a nice stroll, asshole. You know, it's uh, every day this guy does this. That's what they're establishing here. So if you're establishing that, then it would make sense for him to parallel what's going on in the dream because he walks in his sleep. So we can understand this. So... The one guy you explain that for is the guy that you do something unexplainable for. You just explained how he is going to mimic what's going on in that dream, even though he doesn't have actual lines going out of his arms. But then you do something unexplainable to the same guy. It's just, I don't understand that. I don't know, but it doesn't matter because the way he, <laughs> the way his tendons looked when they fucking ripped him out. Oh, it God, is yeah. so Ugh. awesome. It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I have to say, this is the one, this is probably one of my favorite deaths in the entire franchise. And it's one that has stuck with me over the years 
because I have a vein thing. Like, it really, veins freak me out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this whole, and so every, I can't watch it. Like, I, when, when he starts, like, pup, puppeting him, like, ripping out the, I can't look at it. I have to turn, <laughs> I have to turn away. And it also is very special because this was the first issue of Fangoria that I ever read. Had Evil Dead 2 on the cover and also had a big story about dream about dream warriors and then it had a, a full page picture of the scene where he's doing the puppeting mm-hmm. and i have that issue framed on my wall you still have it no wow. it's not the exact same issue um it was given to me several years ago because it was you know they knew it was special to so me, you so yeah so they went and got it again so they wow. got it for me and I, then i framed it and put it on my wall here oh shit well, the next big kill is uh, Pie Face. Uh, this chick. <laughs> pie Face. Pie uh, her, face. Her face looks like a, a fucking Pavarium whipped cream fucking pie with eyes and mouth on it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, he's she's watching TV. Zsa Zsa Gabor is on TV. <laughs> oh, what she is goes, she watching before Zsa Zsa? One of my favorite films. Um, Jason Six. Critters. That's pa- yes, Critters. Very good. Wow, Jason Six was Paramount, sir. Well, I actually what just watched. I did actually just watched Critters today. That's why. <laughs> I love wow, it. Wow, what a wow. I love what it. Fuck. Well, we got the four pack from Dollar General yes, for so four dollars. Damn. That was. For, I feel like buying it again now. God damn it! Get me to a Dollar General. <laughs> Jamie, how about this for a, a coincidence? Jamie watched the movie that takes place in the movie she's reviewing on the day she watched it. Ridiculous. Yeah, and I didn't even. I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> and, and I just drove by a Dollar General about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> damn, Dave, go back and break into the store if they're closed and buy it for four dollars. <laughs> and how about this for an amazing coincidence? Last night. Me and my fiance were watching 90210. That morning, I got Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3 on Blu ray shipped to me from Screen Damn Factor. Lucky son of a bitch. Yeah, it just came out. Hot off the press. Fuck you. Got it that day and watched all the special features. That night, she wants to watch 90210. We put a random episode on in season 10, and Donna goes, Hey, David, I was going to call you yesterday, but Sleepaway Camp was on. Like, what are the fucking chances of that? It's, like, astronomically bizarre. It is fucked up. Yeah. No one mentions Sleepaway Camp anywhere. Can I ask you something? No. So, Kirsten... <laughs> Can I ask you something? No. Okay, what is it? Who gives a fuck what you think? <laughs> oh, my God. You ruined my joke. You said no. Fuck. <laughs> it would have been much funnier if you would have said yes. Okay, ready? Go ahead. Yeah, sure. I think, um... Who gives a fuck what you think? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stupid. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Jaja Gabor, nobody gives a fuck what she thinks. They kill her. And supposedly they hired her to do that because uh, the guy, uh, John Cabot or whatever, Dick, the interviewer. Dick Cabot, you Dick Cabot. Oh, Dick Cabot. He thought she was the dumbest asshole in the world. So <laughs> that's his, like, jab at her without her knowing it. Uh, she thought it was just all in good fun. Poor girl. Really? Dick Cavett was in on the joke for that reason? That's funny. Yeah, he d- he didn't like her. <laughs> he didn't she would never actually be on his show and he couldn't stand her and he thought she was the dumbest person alive, so and no one would give a fuck what she thought. So that's, that's why. <laughs> she uh, seemed true. pretty smart when she was on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air back in the first season. Yeah, and that explains it. <laughs> you know what I like in this movie? Everyone knows that famous line, of course. Welcome to prime time, bitch, you know. 
famous. But you know what I noticed this time, which was funny? He says, it's your big break in TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good pun because she actually breaks into the TV, you know, literally. Well, look, here's the thing about Pie Face. (laughs) When... When they walk in the room and her head is buried into a fucking television that's 10 <laughs> feet off the floor, what exactly do they think happened? I he picked her up and put her in. No, but do they think she went for a running star and just dove into the television? <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she, she did. Was, You're not putting was, your head through a TV like that. I don't care how hard you run. <laughs> it's not uh, happening. And, it was pole vaulting into the TV. And what kills me is like, oh, it was suicide. Are you fucking out of your mind? <laughs> I What? <laughs> it's a new Olympic event. <laughs> Those are fucking heavy, and those screens are thick. Like, you'd have to have a sledgehammer to break that shit. Oh, yeah. And on the first try, you probably wouldn't break it. Somebody's head is not going through it. (laughs) Not like that. That's ridiculous. At least not without some help, you know, um, like of the supernatural kind, I guess. But, yes, yes, that's suicide. Like, who the hell would do that? <laughs> like, what kind of a way to kill? How about dropping the fucking thing on your head, but not jumping into it? Unscrew that yeah. shit and let it fall on your head. Don't... <laughs> it's true. He could have just done that because Freddy became the TV. His head popped up, which was awesome. And then the arms came out. He could have pushed her in and then slammed it back down and make it more believable. Yeah. You know, she could have. But just... Freddy don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, he doesn't care. You're right. Yeah, he just, he's not that into hope. Oh, well, I hope they still think these kids are doing it themselves. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me make this more sellable. However, he did put a razor blade in Kristen's hand in the beginning for no reason. Right. I don't know. We go to Joey, who has the greatest fucking nightmares I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, they do this group dream sleep thing where, you know, once they realize that Kristen can make everybody come together in the dream by sucking them into her dream um, and that all happens <clears throat> they don't know they're dreaming so Joey gets out of the room and he follows the hot blonde nurse into a room because she calls him over oh this scene so good she takes her clothes off mm-hmm. and turns around man yes and then she has this thong on and even for the 80s this chick is so hot because usually Eight, there's something that's called 80s hot and what usually th- prevents you from being hot now is your fucking hair or your makeup and in this case man no way man well my tits weren't too big for you no they were no well they're big for me now but you know young Michael J when he went to the theater to see this he was um, very enthralled let's just say that very yeah enthralled. hey young Dave Z was too <laughs> I was there for the theater yes is it gay if Freddie makes out with a guy while he's in the form of a woman? He's evil. He's not gay or straight or anything. I have a question about Joey. The first time we see him in the hall when he's talking to the nurse, and he has that little tear—he has that little teardrop on his face. Yeah, and it, that's actually in the script that we see him and he has a an inked on teardrop on his, and it makes him look like he's like a fucking gang member. And I'm like, who did he take out? <laughs> um, no, usually it's because you're crying for the death of somebody else, I thought. But then later on, he doesn't have it. Yeah. So, had anyone died when we first go to the facility? Had anyone just died? <gasps> they said that someone died. They said that they lost somebody, but I think they said two weeks ago. The guy who cut his eyes off, I thought. You're right. Yeah, him. 
could it have been for him? Maybe. But <laughs> then then he doesn't do it. Then he doesn't do it later. I mean, I don't know. I just, it, I thought it was odd that it was there and then it wasn't there later on. And maybe he just got over it. Yeah. Well, maybe. he thought it was too much work to put it on every day. I don't know. Or maybe he was in love with the guy that cut his ear, ears off or eyelids off. His ears ah. off. <laughs> <laughs> what, he didn't want to fucking hear Freddy? <laughs> I think that's part six, right? He didn't want to hear his one-liners. <laughs> right. He's like, shut the fuck up with those dumb jokes. Oh, fuck. How about Joey when he wakes up the kid in, in the in the wheelchair? How ridiculous and funny that part is. <laughs> <laughs> when he's trying to carry him and then the kid the wheels yelling at him, what? what are you doing to me? And he's fucking <laughs> pulling him around the room. <laughs> So then Joey goes into a coma, gets both their asses fired, and at that point, they already... Here's the weird thing. Now, they said they they agreed to give the kids hypnosil after the kid did the marionette death. So they said, well, it's going to take a day, and I'm guessing that that day didn't happen yet because then they do the mass hypnosis, which... And here's a weird thing. How come they were all so willing to go to sleep with the mass dream thing that where Joey got in a coma yet it's like they're so afraid to go to sleep any other time in the movie because Kristen and Nancy sold it to him and they bought it ah that's why they sat down and they discussed she has a really good gift she pulled me into the dream if we all get together we have a chance to take him out and this might be our only hope for right now until we get the hypnosil so Nancy and Kristen sold it to, to, to but why not just wait one more day and just get the hypnosil and not risk anything like that. Like, why do these weird heroics? Well, because they can't be on hypnosil for the rest of their lives. If they could take them out, they, this may be their only chance. I wouldn't bother taking them out. No, I would do what Nancy's doing. Nancy wants them out. She goes, you're the last of the Elm Street children. Gives, gives, gives them the whole rigmarole. Bada, 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 bada. But why do they have to kill them? Why do they have to risk their lives? Because it, because if, because it's killer be killed. No, just take hypnosil forever. But you can't well, you can't suppress your dreams forever. You will go insane. Uh, dreams are necessary. Like if if you don't dream at all, then it will fuck you, you up. <clears throat> and so it's it's like that's why it was experimental and I mean and that's true. So that's why it was experimental and dangerous is because you can't do that. You have you, dangerous. You tonight. have to dream or you will go insane. Hmm. Yep. Even, I mean, and we all do, even though we don't always remember them and don't always, you know, like a lot of times, you know, you wake up and you'll remember your dream. And then a lot of times you wake up and you're like, I didn't dream at all. Well, you did. You just don't remember it. So you just don't remember it, dumbass. But if you don't, then it will severely affect you and, and like fuck you up big time. So that's not something you can do for a long period of time, which is why the woman was all no, no, no. It's experimental. We can't do that. You know, right. But you're right, Alex. They did get a raw deal. Nancy and, and fucking Bill Maher got fucked over because they hadn't got the hypnosil yet. The guy the guy that runs the place just fucking panicked. There's been two suicides. Blah, 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 blah. And the woman knew that hypnosil was next on the fucking menu. Did she know whether or not they had it yet? No. So they got fucked. But I got another question. How come... Remember when they all get hypnotized and all this shit's going on and they're all showing each other their power. Kristen's doing her thing. Kincaid's fucking bending chairs. Yada, yada. Okay? Now... They're doing this. They're probably doing this for like five, ten minutes at least, right? All of a sudden, nobody notices Joey is gone until he's fucked. All of a sudden, like, where's Joey? Where the fuck's Joey been while you guys have been doing all these fucking... Yeah, doing backflips and shit. Yeah. Yeah. They're used to him being quiet. (laughs) Yeah, they were like, we don't hear him, but when do we ever hear him? 
I'll tell you well, what. Well, here's my it's question about the hypnosil. Nancy couldn't front. She didn't have five extra pills. She could front those kids until their order came in. <laughs> she could right? get them back. You yeah, know. they didn't have to wait a day. Right. <laughs> That's true. You're right. Five. Just take it out of their dose. <laughs> you know? Okay, so, so far, uh, Phil, the puppet guy, and Pie Face, the TV chick, are both dead. <laughs> this doctor gets fired. And he's bringing his shit out to his trunk of his car. That he box up his shit and he say, "Get the fuck out of here." They threw him out, and this picture drops on the floor in the parking lot. What are the fucking chances there would be a picture with this asshole with the two people who died in the movie and no one else? <laughs> yep. <laughs> like nobody else was in that picture except for the exact people who died. <laughs> when it rains, it pours, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be that picture. Joey's laying in the bed, and Nancy says something to Freddy, and then Freddy decides to respond to her by yeah, slashing awesome. Joey from the inside or something. That was the best. <laughs> it's awesome. Come get him, bitch. It's sweet. The way it looks is so fucking badass. It's such good effects. Yeah, but I thought he loves blood was the word bitch. Yep, bitch is his fucking new word. Mm-hmm. Bitch. Yep. He's like Jesse. <gasps> Another connection. Right? He's like, Jesse, I'm breaking bad. Oh, yeah, <laughs> bitch. Yep. <laughs> um, you know what's funny is that on Never Sleep Again, they talk about when they're talking about Freddy's nightmares and the the guy, one of the creators or somebody, his daughter was turning 15 when they were doing one of the episodes and he had Freddy wish her a happy birthday on the episode. And he's like, what are you, 15? Something, I don't know, he makes a joke about having her learner's permit and driving or whatever. And then he calls her a bitch. Wow. On Freddy's Nightmares. <laughs> this and I'm like, wow. And then he's like, she was so popular, like she was really popular in school, her dad says. She was really popular in school because of that. Like she was, uh, you know, all of her friends were like, "Oh, wow, you know, Freddy wished you a happy birthday." I'm like, "Yeah, Freddy called my 15-year-old daughter a bitch on national TV. That's <laughs> awesome." <You know? laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Speaking of fathers and daughters, John Saxon is back. It's uh, Miller time for him, and he has been demoted to a security guard. He's living the high life. He's been demoted to a security guard. He he was uh, the sheriff, I guess, in part one, and on his arm, you can see it says security. And I guess we're to believe that after his wife died in her sleep and all that shit went down with Nancy, that he just kind of gave up on life or whatever... Makes no sense, by the way. Why is that? Why? Because he didn't give a damn about his fucking ex-wife. You see the way their their banter exactly. was in part exactly. one. See, and I didn't notice till this time because I was yeah. Looking and Nancy for it. even <laughs> says when she's talking to Bill Maher in this one, she says, "You know, everything went downhill after my mother killed herself and my dad. Like the relationship with my father, like everything." got bad and I'm like why he didn't give a shit about her right. you know I mean it was clear I mean the way they talked to each other the way they were around each other they they barely even he didn't give a shit you know? like me and my ex same exact fucking thing so I, I wouldn't fall off the wagon I, I, I might be drunk but it would be, be from fucking celebration it would be from, <laughs> from depression that's for sure <laughs> holy shit Jesus Christ thank god nobody listens to this show Uh, (laughs) If you only knew, you'd know why. (laughs) Back to the sleeping thing. Don't these kids sleep every night? 
Like, I just don't understand why it's such a big deal to sleep at some point. They have to... They, are we to believe that they've been staying up for months or something? Well, we saw that at least when the the ones who have roommates will sleep in shifts, you know, right. they, yeah. they take they take turns sleeping, you know, like y'all will sleep for I'll take first shift, you wake me up. Well, even Kincaid when he goes nice stroll ass, or have a nice whatever. So, he wasn't supposed to be sleeping cuz he seemed to be sleeping and they were all okay with it. They were just sleeping and they were okay with the idea. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, Kincaid was sleeping that night. He was. He was trying to go to bed. Right. Well, he's a growing boy. He needs to sleep. <laughs> yeah, not no more. Well, well <laughs> he's... <laughs> I think that they're trying to sleep as little as possible. And I think that's pretty much the the running theme through this whole series. Yeah, that, that's yes, why they took the watch or whatever. There you go. They just sleep a little bit but yeah, because shit. they can't control it. Or in shifts or whatever, but they're not going to sit down and say, I'm going to sleep for fucking eight hours tonight and go to bed. They fight it as long as they can. Eventually, you have to get a little sleep, so they just give in. Okay. That's how I look at it. But uh, but it's it, when you mention the way King K looked pretty comfortable when he was fucking laying down in that bed, he had his fucking <laughs> arm on his head. He was like, oh, it was like, it was like me getting ready to go to bed on a normal night, just chilling, <laughs> you know? All right, I'm going to go to bed. So you're right. That is a little bit, it kind of goes against. Everything that that happens later, because later on he's fucking Kincaid singing that song, terrified. Just right, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. It's, it is weird. Now we get to the most cheesy shit ever. This chick, Taryn, this guy uh, tries to get her to do some good pharmaceutical shit and stuff like that. And uh, I've I've dabbled in all this type of stuff. And pharmaceutical, it's just good shit. So. No, I'm just kidding, kids. Don't do drugs. Seriously, there's nothing better than being straight, man. I've been completely straight and sober for over two months now, and it's the it's the best you can do. I know it seems more fun to get drunk or high or whatever, but in the end, it's just very un- unproductive. I've been sober that long, too. Yeah, we both been. It's by coincidence. Yeah, it is by a coincidence. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. So now we get to the junkie. She does the corniest shit. She makes herself look like a punk rocker in her dreams. She says... In my dreams, I'm beautiful and bad. I think that was a Michael Jackson reference. I don't know. <laughs> but she kind of looked like him in that bad video when he had all those belt buckles and straps going across him when he was in the black tights or whatever he was in. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> her mohawk yeah. didn't do it for me, though, at all. No, nah, I didn't like it either. Would you bang her with that mohawk? I'm not attracted to her. I I'd bang her with anything she had. When you're done, you could shoot her your load all over the side of the mohawk. <laughs> yeah, it would actually stick probably. Damn, that's a good idea. You could use it as more hair gel. Well, then it would save her product. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would just shoot my load into those fucking... <laughs> them fucking oh, holes yes, in the arm. The mouth. <laughs> oh, gross. Now you just grossed me out. Sorry, I can't dude. look at those either because of my... My whole... No, because of my oh, the whole funny. other thing, my whole other phobia. Yeah, you know what, Jamie? Just picture them as eyes. That they look like eyes to me. They really. That's do. what I did at first. Like discolored eyes. Huh. That's what the effect looks like to me. Yeah, like next time when you watch part four with the fucking the pizza, it kind of looks the same way. Yes, pizza. Love it. She fights him. Of course, being a junkie, she cannot get out of the fucking alleys. No, even if it's a dream or not, she's still hanging out in the alleyway. 
then he just pulls his hands up and they're all syringes and he sticks <laughs> them into those mouth suckers on her on the arm where you normally shoot up heroin. There's two kills that are kind of odd. Um, and one's not a kill, actually, but... Which makes it really odd. Hmm. Kincaid is, like, bending chairs and punching it through walls and all this strong guy shit. And as soon as he fights Freddy, Freddy literally overpowers him in all of two seconds and then gets him up in a chokehold. He's up there choking him. Then Freddy lifts his stomach, uh, his shirt, to expose his stomach and the soles in his stomach. And Kincaid takes the time to, like, glance down to see what he's showing everybody (laughs) while he's getting choked. (laughs) You know, that didn't occupy his attention enough. He's like, well, what's he doing down there, too? It was just so funny to watch him, like, look down there. But it's just amazing how two, you know, all these powers didn't mean shit. And when did uh, Arquette ever do her power? Like, did she do backflips? Maybe she did. Didn't she, like, a little bit drop kick them or some shit like that? She did a couple random things. She but even then, what a lame power to have. Right. I mean, if you can do anything you want in your dreams, that's going to be your choice. Yeah, you're going to be Mary Lou Retton? <laughs> well, in her defense, she has the, the the best power of them all because she can suck them into the dreams. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like a side gig, the fact that she can do gymnastics. Her real power is that she can bring anyone in her dreams she wants. That's, that's a pretty strong power to have. I'd take that over probably any of them. How come nobody could fly, though? Right? Can you fly in your dreams, Alex? I always get too nervous when I go too high, and I would find myself trying to go down to the ground more. Oh, oh fuck! I forgot to tell you. I had a dream the other night. You Okay, have you guys ever heard that when you have a dream, if you die in the dream, you die in real life? Did you ever hear that rumor when you were a kid? Well, well, of course. It's not true. The other night, I had a dream that I was a member of Sons of Anarchy. Okay? Wow! And yeah, dude, I was a member of Sons of Anarchy and I had to go on this run, but I knew that I was a minor character and I knew that fucking, (laughs) all right. And I knew I was going to get whacked. So first it was a dream and then it became reality. So I knew it was me, but then I knew I was on a TV show, but then I knew I was, I was also going to die. Long story short, I got fucking shot or something and I got killed and my mother was watching it on TV or something. And somehow I was able to see it and I didn't die. So after fucking 40 years, I figured out that if you die in your dream, you don't die in real life. So everybody, yeah, but your your don't fear. your brain must have convinced yourself that you were on TV or something. But but here's the thing: I have done the thing. I think it's funny you say it. I have fallen to my death. I it did it was black, and I know, I knew I was laying there or whatever, and uh, I you know, I'm still here doing shitty podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you don't you don't really die. It's just not true. Do you yeah, guys have ever you, had the dream where you're falling, where you, 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 like, wake up and you, like, jolt in the bed, like you think that you fell or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. I hate that. Oh, I love it. It's so exciting. I love it, too. I always love it. Um, Have you guys seen Dreamscape? I've heard of it. It's a movie from the 80s or no? Yeah, it is. It actually came out in 83, uh, right before Nightmare did. And there That's are, right. There are a lot of similarities thematically with that film versus this film. And the whole point of that film is that, um, well, not the whole point, but in within that film, if you die in your movie, you die in real life. If you die in your movie, if you die in your dream, you die in real life. But, if you die in your movie, you die in real life. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the uh, 
the interesting thing is that there are people who say that they believe Wes Craven was influenced by that film when he made Nightmare. Considering that came out in 83 and this came and Nightmare came out in 84, it would have to be really I mean the timing there is really tight for him to have been influenced by it. I could totally see an argument for it because there are you should check it out really. It's it's a good movie period. It's just a good movie. But Check it out. It. Check it out and look for the similarities. There is even a guy. Knives? Yeah. Does he have knives in this movie too, or am I wrong? Yeah, he does. He has uh, like sn- like blades that grow out of his fingers. What? Isn't that in a fucked dream. up? This is yes. bullshit. Well, hold on. Hold on one second. Maybe that part was lifted, but the whole idea, and I've heard Craven say this, this was based on a fucking, you guys watched uh, Never Sleep. Yeah, he said it, it was uh, real things that were happening. Yeah, it just really happened. I think some kid in China maybe. The newspaper articles. Yeah, that's fucking scary. And that's oh my god, up. it's on Blu-ray. Jesus, it Christ. is. How much? Yeah, we yes, have it the, is. Oh, I'm getting it. We have the Blu-ray. It looks really pretty. But it's gorgeous. Uh, some of the some of the effects are um, shut up. Some of the <laughs> effects are kind of iffy today, obviously. But I mean, it's been 32 years, but it has a very dreamlike quality to it, even more so than Nightmare. Wow. Okay, let's rank them. Nightmare on Elm Street, <laughs> Bad Dreams, or whatever you just said. Dreamscape. Dreamscape. How do you rank it? I, uh, I really like Dreamscape. I guess I like Nightmare a little better, but... It's that good? Dreamscape. I think it is. I think it's very clever. I mean, it's... it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'd say check it out. I mean, like, don't buy it on my recommendation, but watch it on my recommendation, and then you may decide you want to buy it. But I just bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Amazing. Well, Jamie, are you gonna, are you still honoring your buyback guarantee? Oh, that was that. No, that happens that one time. I'm <laughs> no, Jamie, it doesn't matter. I buy everything. For I just specifically <laughs> said don't buy it on my recommendation. <laughs> it was it was, was twelve seventy one. Fuck it. Yeah, I bought it. Fuck it. Hey, let's review it. Let's review it on one of our. We shows. got four stars out of five. It's good. It's a good movie. All right, so let's okay. get back. People are probably whoever listens just for this review. Are like, are they ever going to talk about the movie again? You know, we started talking about dreams, this, that. <laughs> okay, Freddy's bones come to life, which is cool, because I'm a big fan of Jason and the Argonauts. That was a pretty cool little thing. Oh, oh my God. I, I, those are going to be my exact words. I love skeletons in movies, and, it, and I've always loved skeletons since I was a kid, but Jason and the Argonauts, I, I, yeah, I fucking love it. And, and I love skeletons on podcasts. Yeah, they're pretty cool, aren't they? Oh, dude, I could listen to that all day long. Nancy, you know, gets her dad's help. The guy, Bill Maher, roughed him up in the bar and said, I don't know if you care about it when Nancy dies, but I fucking do. <laughs> yeah, <that's funny. laughs> and then he, yeah. he goes to find Freddy's bones because Bill Maher realizes that the way to, I don't even know how or, you know, whatever, but the way to kill Freddy. Amanda. Amanda tells him all She says stuff. that, okay. So the, the way to kill Freddy is by, because an imaginary ghost talked to Bill Maher three or four times. And uh, she, I guess, tells him that he's in a shallow grave. And here's, I really think it is genius. I really love, because, you know, I'm going to hate how Freddy dies in future movies. I think it's so fucking dumb. But, and this is so much even better than the stupid shit in Jason Lives, where he has to go back to his resting place. I think that is just dumb. 
I get what you're trying to do, but I think it's still stupid. But in this one, Freddy was never buried. He was just in the back of a trunk of a car in a junkyard. And so they have to take the bones out, and only the dad knows where they are. And then they have to bury him a full six feet. I don't know the significance. And they dump holy water on him also and throw a cross on him. It's really cool because when he does that, uh, f- like the holy water, where it lands on the skull of the skeletons, it matches Freddy. Like how, but you know, we're getting to the end. So I don't. I shouldn't really talk about this yet. But here's another thing that makes zero sense, and this ties into Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. How could the skeleton come alive and kill, attempt to kill Bill Maher and kill Nancy's father when they're both awake? Yeah, yep. it makes no sense. <laughs> Yep, I hear you. <laughs> and the the only answer that because I was asking these same questions when we were when we were watching it the other day, the only answer that Brian was able to give was because Freddie. <laughs> and it was just like basically just you just accept it, and I it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense at all. I mean, not only are they wide awake, but we have why would his skeleton have anything to do with anything being? I mean. <laughs> We have never heard anything about him haunting any place or, you know, well, like a, a fit. You know what I'm saying? Like his skeleton has never played a part ever before. Maybe because they hadn't let it out of the trunk. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And he celebrates at the end after he throws fucking Bill Meyer in the in the thing. I love that celebration. He puts the drum and then he raises his hands and does a little celebration. Yeah. And then the bones collapse. And next thing you know, he's doing the fucking. The Wait, what tricks. does he do to Bill Meyer again? Oh, he buries him. Okay. Hits him in the head with a shovel and then. Uh, he killed, like, Nancy's dad, like, as soon as possible, man. Like, he just... <laughs> oh, yeah, he threw him right through that fucking thing. Yeah, that was, like, the fastest kill ever. That was, like, so weird. Yeah, but he he was he was better than, like, you know, Rob Dyer. At least he fucking did what he had to do. He's killing me! Does anybody, <laughs> does anybody think of the Frog Brothers whenever Bill Maher runs into the church to get the holy water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Every work. time I picture the Frog Brothers running in where they're like running in their people in the church and they're just like, da 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 get the holy water from the thing. Like, don't mind us. <laughs> then he just goes over and takes the crucifix. And he's like, here, take my driver's license. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. great. <laughs> That's so stupid. So Joey finds... I've got some vampires to kill. Gotta go. <laughs> so Joey finds out that the, his power, because obviously he didn't do shit in his dreams, so his power was talking. Uh, which makes no sense because he's able to talk later on in real life. So I don't know if I don't know if he just decided not to talk. Maybe he always could have. I really he did. They said it. They said he used to be a debater at school. Right. And, oh, I thought um, he said he was yeah. a masturbator. I didn't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> a master debater. Yeah. So everyone gets sucked into the mirrors. He screams, breaks them all free. Then Mar does. I guess he comes out of the grave and then. Freddy didn't realize that somehow. I don't know how Freddy even knew that they were doing anything to begin with. Like how uh, how could he know that they it's his soul. that they were messing with his bones the first time, but he didn't know the second time. I don't get it. What the second time? Yeah, when he actually throws the holy water on him and then kills him. Isn't that two separate occasions? Yeah, I guess he was too preoccupied this time. Right. Because <laughs> right. now he's putzing around with Nancy and uh and he's doing funhouse tricks and fucking playing with mirrors and he's too preoccupied. Which, which by the way, next movie we're gonna yeah okay that that's a other movie mirrors but yeah. So Nancy gets gets murdered and it's weird because her dad died in real life. Somehow, 
Well, I guess not somehow. Freddie knew that. So he manifests himself as her father. You know, she buys it. I don't know why she would think it's real, obviously. Oh, really? You uh, Really? You don't know why she would think that was real? I thought I, I bought it hook, line, and sinker the first yes, time so I saw did it. Yes, so I. Well, I no, it doesn't make any sense. That just because, Okay, think of it. If, if, if you were going to try to put it in real terms, think of it as she is inside Kristen's dream her dad just got killed, and his soul can what find its way inside someone else's dream to say goodbye to his daughter. That makes no goddamn sense. Well, if anything's possible, I guess, and considering who who we're talking because Freddie, yeah. because Freddie, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but it's, that, it, it works so well because it, it's like he came full circle. It was like a wonderful moment, like because he turned into a drunk. He looked so clean. He's like, I crossed over, princess. It's fucking a heavy emotional. No, it was. Scene. It worked great. I cried. Yeah, it's great. I still cry. Here's it is fucking t- tear inducing. I could see somebody crying for that. I personally wouldn't, but yeah, I could see that. I wouldn't, but, uh, you know, being a daddy to a girl, I, uh, it, it, it tugs at the heartstrings a little, but still. No, no, it worked. I'm not saying it didn't work. It was great. I know, he, I know. They, they played it well, and it was sold well. That's why she bought it. Then he's like, die. That fucking bitch. Die, bitch. Happy birthday. <laughs> so, uh, what do you guys think of having three survivors in a horror movie? Like, I don't know the, the point of that, but... It didn't bother me. So they could be killed in four. That's exactly so why they did no. it. I think it's great because that's unconventional. Right. Mm-hmm. I like it. Because why what, Why is there? must there always be one person? Right. Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. I like it. And Nancy's death was, had, was a, uh, had enough weight to it that it doesn't – you don't really need anyone else to die at that point. Yeah, and we saw so many good fucking murder sequences in this movie. It doesn't matter. There's nothing to complain about in that department. Right. It seems to be over. They're burying Nancy and shit, and then um, that's it. So then I think Bill Maher's sleeping, and he, some for some reason, has that house in his room, in his bedroom, and then the light turns on in uh, Jesse's bedroom, I think, like wherever. <laughs> Jesse's oh. bedroom. <laughs> you know? Or or Nancy's bedroom. She's still alive. That's what, that's what the movie was saying. Nancy mm-hmm. lives on. I... I... Well, see, I remember Except when I her went bedroom to the was on the other side of the house. Oh, right, it was. Oh, yeah, shit, you're right. I don't even remember. Then I'm right, Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's Jesse. <laughs> no, but I, re- I remember, like, distinctly when I went to the uh, to the movies to see that, it was me and my dad, and I remember when that happened at the end of the movie, he looked over at me and he said, they're going to make another one because Freddy's alive. See, he turned the light on in the house. I'm like, wow, your dad's wow, sharp. maybe he really did. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah, think? that's. Hey, son, I got this figured out. Elmo's <laughs> gonna go to Kermit's house because <laughs> you, you don't, dude. You don't understand. My 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 parents didn't like horror movies. They just did it because I forced it upon them all. Well, that's cool. So that's Elmo cool. and Kermit. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they ever hung out, did they? That's no, crazy. I think I actually accidentally combined two different companies. Yeah, no, they're, no, they're all Muppets. No, they're together. It's just they're decades of well. Kermit was way before Elmo, basically. Oh, okay. Well, uh, the light comes on in the house, and I think that's a brilliant ending cliffhanger because it's not a cheat in any real way. It's just supernatural and really cool, and it could mean anything. So it was just a great... It's so much better than the ending of Part 2 and and 1 in in the term of what they're trying to go for. I agree with that. Yep. Just like 4 was the best ending of all so far, but we'll get to that. (laughs) Dokken. 
does the song for this. Now, did they, is that the end of the movie? Yeah, so it's like, Dream Warriors, Dream So we'll play it at the end of the, the show. We'll be right back with the ratings. This episode of The Skeleton Crew is brought to you by Hypnosil. Attention, parents of Springwood, Ohio. Is your child being a total fucking asshole? Doing shit like constantly leaving their clothes lying around? Joey, I'm getting tired of picking up your clothes. Do they give you attitude about dinner because two of my friends died this week? Something the matter with the cuisine? Well, Mom, I'll tell you. When two of your friends die on the same day, let me know what it does to your appetite. Constantly going near a house that you specifically told these pricks to stay away from. Get the hell away from that house! On the leg! How about this? Do these jerk holes lash out anytime a stranger talks to them? Where are you from? I don't know! Does your retard of a child cock block your ass every time you bring home a stranger to plow your field? I'm still having those awful dreams. Lang, where do you keep the bourbon? Honey, I've got a guest. Do they think they're Encyclopedia fucking Brown when they've realized that maybe you killed a dude 20 years ago? Give me that damn thing. It even has his name written in it. Fred Krueger. Do you know who that is, Mother? Well, it's time to say fuck you to your kids because we have the solution. Hypnosil. Hypnosil. Fucking A, just slip a little pill inside the bastard's juice in the morning and boom, no nightmares. Let's face it. They have nightmares because you're a terrible fucking parent. So rather than actually talk to these douchebags, hypnosil their asses. No more bitching about warm milk. I've heated up some warm milk for you, honey. Warm milk? No more excessive diarrhea-inducing coffee consumption. Stop drinking that damn coffee. No more begging for narcotics. Do you have any um caffeine pills or... Coffee, maybe some coke. No more wondering if something very strange is going on here. We have reason to believe that there might be something very strange going on here. No more rooms that are still packed. I told you I want that room unpacked. Man, I'm just going out for an hour or two. Right now, son. Hypnosil. Take away the dreams, take away the asshole. But don't stop there. Is your wife being a bitch that constantly gives excuses about your whack job son? Honey, he's all right. He's just having a bad day. Hypnosil her ass, too. Hypnosil them all. Hypnosil. Just drug these fucks in the morning and they'll be obedient by lunch. Hypnosil. 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 Take away the dreams. Take away the asshole. Hypnosil. 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 Just drink your fucking juice and shut the fuck up. Well, at least drink your juice. Hypnosil is an experimental psychoactive drug and shouldn't be taken by anyone. This is Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com with all the skinfo from the latest movies. Not nude in theaters. Bryce Dallas Howard co-stars in Jurassic World. You'll be waiting a million years before seeing nudity in this summer blockbuster. But you can always watch Ron Howard's daughter get fully nude for a skinteracial sex scene in 2006's Mandalay. That should make your dino sore. This is the Mr. Skin Minute. Nude on the Stars Network, Layla Lauren is back in Bear on Power. Layla kicked off the season two premiere with a bang, vigorously riding Omari Hardwick while bearing her bouncing B-cups. No wonder Omari has a Hardwick. Nude on Netflix, it's the Wachowski's sensational new sci-fi series, Sense8. In addition to a boob and butt-bearing shower scene from Wachowski regular Duna Bay, this show also packs in two lusty lesbian encounters between Freema Aggieman and Jamie Clayton. Sense8 will give you the sense that your eight is tingling. MrSkin.com Fast forwarding to the good parts. 
Alright guys, so we just went through a Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Uh, widely known as, this is known as the best of all of them. So, uh, that's interesting. <clears throat> so let's see what you guys think about it. So, Jamie Jenkins, how do you rate Dream Warriors? Five. Five out of five! What a surprise! Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, well, I said earlier, I think it's practically perfect. I mean, there are some things about it that make me giggle, giggle now, but overall, I think the story is, I don't know, really well crafted, and especially for a sequel, you know, and a re- rebounding off of the crap that was part two. <clears throat> I'm gonna cut that out now. <laughs> now, how do you? So this surpassed the original. A lot of people say, you know, which sequel surpassed the original? Would you say they did that? I would say this one does for me. Yes. Wow. All right, Michael J. Um, I give it a five times infinity. And I say that it is so much better than that shitstorm previous film. Dave Z. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I also give it a five. I also say it is the best of the series. Yeah, it's fucking an amazing film. Love it. And um, as far as part two... They could have skipped part two and just hit one and three. Yes! But I'm, glad, you know, I I'm glad you guys are all offering to just give some banter on part two. I think we already did that. You're right. You're right. I didn't, I didn't shit on it. I'm just saying that this is one of those <laughs> no series that you he could would do be that. Say, He would say a word if we sucked his dick. He'd be like, <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Only because you're bashing my favorite one do I... I'm wondering why we're bringing this up. It's and we're only bringing it up to be bashing your favorite one. That's of course, Dave. Really. I mean, it's Alex. <laughs> But really, you can't ordinarily do that like a, with a part one and a part three. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's a rare instance where part two could have not even existed. This could have been part two, and nobody would have blinked an eye. You know? Hey, Friday the 13th? I give this a 4.5 out of 5. Oh, five. You son of a bitch. Just give it the extra. I will I will bump it up to the 5 just because that's what they did with the half. You don't <laughs> He's going to loan you the half anyway. a point, so you can bump it up to five. Yeah, we'll take it off on my 5 <laughs> times infinity. We'll give you a half. <laughs> Alex will not have a Hall of Fame for this one. You know what? I, I will give... Um, I, I'll, I'll change my rating to, of... Um, Part two, you're gonna give the half point. Well, no, now I can give it. I'll give it. Um, yeah, I'll give it a half just so I can take that half and, and put it here for you. Yeah. Right. Well, the reason is because, well, that would mean I love it, and I, I don't love. Oh, it. you love it? <laughs> no, dude, I don't love this movie. I mean, I think it's really, really good, and I really like it. <laughs> But I don't love it, and like I don't know. I, was, I don't really just, like it is four, so I think point five is generous. That is good. It's it's because uh, one thing I did notice is that I did. I think there is a part here where I, I lost it. Lo- loses me. My attention just. Uh, I don't know exactly where. Forgot to like write that down. But there was just a point where I don't yeah, know. Sleepaway Camp two and three came in the mail. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, what am I watching? Who cares? You got distracted, yeah. yeah. No, but there was something where I just started going on my phone or something like that. I forgot where it was. There was no, like, real boring parts, but there's some. I forgot. Something lost me. I don't know why. So, I can't give it a five, because most things I give a five to hold my attention all the way through. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's our ratings. Uh, there's just one thing I just... I really don't understand about Dream Warriors, though. Did Bill Moore ever go back to get his driver's license? <laughs> Nover, and they just let him drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Love it. Yes. Stand by me is just coming up everywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the ratings for uh, Dream Warriors, the third installment of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. We are heading over. The next show will be a Nightmare on Elm Street for Dream Warriors. Oh, I can't. Oh, <laughs> so Wait, did it again? Uh, yeah. Dream, Dream Masters. Wait, hold on. Dream Masters. Oh, Master I debated. Fucked it up. I don't care if I messed it up. I, we're all laughing because I made all the banners for the show and I called both things Dream Master or Dream Warrior. I don't know. You reversed it. You called them both Dream Master, and then when you went to say it, you called you called them both Dream Warriors. <laughs> Holy shit. Awesome. I, need, I need some sleep. Don't fall asleep. Yes. And we'll be back with the thing. I'm not going to say it again. Part four, guys. You know, the first one was a high. The second one, people think is a low. Third one brought it back. Oh, yo, 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 yo. And the fourth one, let's see where it will go. Oh, I already know. We'll be back. See you next week as the Skeleton Crew's A Nightmare on Elm Street retrospective continues. Same bedtime, same dead channel. Ha 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 